everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, y'all, we are back, back, back again, and today we are talking about 1988's The Blob. That's right, y'all. We are still loving on the 80s with our category, We Love the 80s. See how I did that? I covered all we the bases. We love the 80s. We love the 80s. No, no, Strikes no, no, no. Back. Listen, listen. <laughs> bring back the feathered hair and the nonsense. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of nonsense, the blob. All right. <laughs> uh, I've not seen this movie since I was a kid. And uh, when I was a kid, I wasn't like, is this good or is this bad? I was just like, it's fun. Yay. I what I also noticed watching it as an adult, which is something I really loved as a kid and didn't know I had to like put it into words and have a thesis for it, is that it, there's this blend of a horror sci-fi that was just existing because again Frankenstein was the first scary story and it's science fiction and mm-hmm. a, a lot of the stuff that people were afraid of in the 50s and stuff were sci-fi it's like the aliens are coming the twilight zone um and so i don't know when we got away from sci-fi and horror existing together and giving us the goods to this gatekeeper bullshit we see now people are like no that's a sci-fi movie it's not a horror movie it's the same yeah. it's same. same bitch different wig Right. I, I, and that's probably my, one of my favorite horror combinations is sci-fi horror. I just, I find it so interesting. Also probably the, some of the scarier stuff because what's scarier than space? Listen, horror is the thing that scares you and what scares humans is the unknown. Which is why sci-fi and horror are the ultimate combination. And when people are, and it's especially now that it's like, they use this when it's mostly like women or when it's like people who are not white. To be like, it's different. It's not horror. Because Alien, literally the tagline for Alien was in space, no one could you scream. But they changed their lead to a woman named Ellen Ripley and Sigourney Weaver was cast. And all of a sudden we stuff fanboys going, it's not horror, it's sci-fi. I'm like, they had chest bursters, baby. Um, people died. That shit is terrifying. People, it's it, deal with it. Um, <laughs> um, and we're getting the same shit for like Nope and everything everywhere all at once. And I'm just like, right. Nope is the epitome of sci-fi horror. How many more people does Gene Jack need to eat? When How that many? Pokemon uh, alien popped out, I was like, listen, listen, don't want to catch that one. No, don't catch them all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, that's definitely fucking genre. Like, she's traveling <laughs> through different versions of herself. Um, it's looking at all the wasted potential and all the things that could have been. What's more terrifying than that? True. Yeah, I, yeah, love sci-fi horror. Big fan. Here we go. But my thing, my, I didn't understand this city, this town, this suburb, this... Is this motorcycle driving off a ledge really the town's entertainment? Is that what we do in our free time? We're like, let's go watch Jim Bob run off the road. Let's go watch him fall off a cliff. That's fun. Okay, so this town is definitely... So this is a remake of a movie um, that's quite a few decades older. <laughs> and I think that... 
I think part of the charm of this movie is that it captures those shenanigans of, was it 58 or 68, the original Blob? I should know these things. 58. Okay, so like the original was in 58 and it was a time and a place. And the 80s were a time and a place. And so when you filter something like the 50s through the 80s lens, it, the, it it's just, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> well, and, and I'm curious about, I haven't seen the 50s version. I This is the first time I've watched this version. So here we go. But I'm curious about, because I did like the idea and it, and it does feel very 80s that the blob was not alien. In fact, it was it was created by our government um, as an experiment gone wrong, and they sent they like somehow hurled it into space, and it came back down to the earth. Because they say that at one point, and I was like, that's really interesting. And I wonder if the 50s it was just a straight up alien thing, and in this one it was not. It's like what's worse than an alien? What your own create? What your own country creates? Either way, that's my favorite kind of shenanigans when it comes to B-movies, because I, we've all seen some B-movies. We were on USA all night. We were up with the Elvira movies. We all, we've seen some shit. My favorite, my favorite brand of B-movie is the government did this shit and I'm going to quarantine us now. We got to get the fuck away from the government and the aliens. Um, and so I, I think that's another reason why I like this. And I'm saying like this because again, it's not a great movie. I can't sit here and be like, this was stellar, but no. it's fun. It's exciting. It's, exactly. it's a popcorn movie. You know, you could talk over it. You could eat through it. I was eating Doritos cause the dialogue didn't really matter. Um, <laughs> Ooh, some of this dialogue was bad. And it's part of the B campy movie. Like the things are coded. We knew the bad boy was the bad boy because he had a mullet and dark hair and a, and a leather, leather jacket. jacket. <laughs> um, and so we knew he was the bad boy and she was going to end up with the bad boy even though she had a date already. I'm like, yo, date ain't going to last. And sure enough, like he's dead. I need you to help me because you're the bad boy. And I'm just like, we don't even try to pretend we're going to mess up these plots. We just like same plot, new wig, go. <laughs> right. Yes. I, ooh, yeah, there's so many, yeah, it's just so tropey, like, and some of the tropes didn't work for me, like, so the, our female lead, mm. uh, what was her name, uh, Meg, was supposed to be, like, the final girl, like, kind of the badass final girl, mm, not oh, this, this girl, this girl, when she, at the end of this movie, She's thinking she's so bad at it. I, I was watching this at work and I literally had to stop it and rewind it and have my coworkers watch it because I was like, did I just see this? She's thinking she's so badass. She's like shooting the blob, like, like this didn't just happen and didn't nothing happen. And then she's going to plant a bomb. And so she plants a bomb on the truck and she goes to jump off. And instead she goes belly flop onto the side. Because her foot gets caught in the, in the bag of the bomb. And I was like, really, bitch? Really, bitch? I died. I died. Might be my favorite part of this whole entire movie. I, I just, I fucking love a B-movie. I love a B-movie. I wish I couldn't. I wish I could stop. But I look at them like kids look at firecrackers. I'm just mesmerized. Um, <laughs> and right. I, I just, I love all of it. Because again, this is very Attack on the Killer Tomatoes. 
It's very, um, I, so all of those about the dead boyfriends. It's very all of those. And we, we keep doing the remakes. I, we need to like find a month, hopefully maybe this year, next year, where we do the originals to movies like this and the thing. And, um, oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot. I forgot. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. We definitely need an originals month. I think we just need an originals month. Originals month. I'm not even that drunk. We need an originals <laughs> month. Just like figure out some of these old ones. Cause I, they, some of them are hits. Like me and Jazz watched the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's right. It's right. Mm, interesting. Let's do it. Let's, mm. let's put it in the calendar. Yeah. Can we talk about, I don't even know his name, but the dude. The creep in the car? Because I got notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, da- the casual date rape that we were watching unfold. Yep. He definitely. Okay. So like, first off, this girl's in the car. She's already a little bit drunk. Her eyes are never open. She did a whole scene with her eyes closed. And she was like, I don't want to. And he's like, but I gave you my ring. That means you got to put it out. And she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, you need another one of my drinks. And she's like, I don't know. And he goes to make a drink. He opens his fucking trunk of the car. And there's a whole bar in there. And I'm like, why is the trunk bar wasted on the creep? It's so fucking wasted. Right. And then he gets back into the fucking car. And she's passed out, he thinks. But the blob has been there. And instead of him being like she's passed out, night's a wash, he starts to unbutton her shit and grab her titties. And that's when the blob collects his ass. Truly. And I love that moment. And then I also say... Before she completely passes out, she says, what are those lights? Is that the hospital? And he says, oh, it's probably a promotional gimmick at the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) What hospital is doing promotional gimmicks? Now, granted, I was born not at this time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Those of you who were alive in the late 80s and old enough to know what the fuck was going on. Did they do promotional gimmicks at your hospital? Listen, they're like, Judy, get your dead ass out of bed. We gotta like sell a firework. I... We gotta go down to the hospital and get our <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> flu shot? I don't what are you doing to promotion in the hospital? Like any like other B movie, this one lives and breathes by everybody in it, just not being brilliant. Like nobody here could be smart. So they're all just like Mm, I'm gonna give y'all the last piece of pie and we're gonna go do the thing that don't make no sense. Like, let's plunge the fucking sink. Um, I'm gonna go touch his foot coming out of the drain after the blob has snatched him in there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna run to the phone booth on the corner and not get away from the situation because, like, whatever it is, it'll let me make this call first. And <laughs> B movies are just mayhem, and I, I love hate them so much. I love hate them so much. All these 30-year-old high schoolers, like... Listen, <laughs> this is why most of us didn't know what a teenager should look like when we were teenagers. We were like, oh, I'm not right. It's like, Everyone no. always says, teenagers look so young today. And I'm like, no, they look the same. You're just used to, like, teenage, 30-year-olds we're, playing teenagers. We're casting more age-appropriately now, and it is wild. Because I'm just like, these are children. They're like, no, they're 18. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that we have four black people all of which are in the smallest roles including the villain who's from the government all of them i was like come on man but like i'm not even mad i'm not even mad about that what i am mad about is that this is still happening 35 years later because it was shitty to happen back then but the fact that 
we've seen these movies so many times and people are still doing it and they're like, give me my cookie. And I'm like, you don't get a cookie for this. Like, but it wasn't a non-white cast. I'm like, fuck you. Can't just put a black person in there and be like, hey, I'm doing the work. Right, right. Because we keep getting the smallest roles and it leads to extra problems because your smallest roles are usually people you're going to kill off. Or they're the, the villain or, you know. In this or case. they're to serve. The white people, Alfre Woodard and Annabelle went over a, a fucking balcony. And i that's my villain origin story. You threw Alfre Woodard off of a fucking balcony because you needed her to be the serving magical Negro for your mediocre white leads in a mediocre movie because Annabelle was not it. No. Annabelle Begins? Better. Annabelle, not the shit. Was it called Annabelle Begins? Or was, I feel like it was something else. Annabelle, the, the prequel. I don't know what it's called. I think called. it's Annabelle Creation. Creation, that's right. You're right. Because I was like, right. what's the Annabelle Begins? I've missed one? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> the one in the barn. That's what I remember. That's the good one. The other two struggle. The other two struggle. A lot. A lot Maybe a Kayla Cooper can help them when she's done with this nun. Maybe so. Mr. Maybe Wan so. got her number. Um, he should use it more often. They like working together, and I like it too. Listen, listen. No notes. <laughs> right. Uh, I also loved the part because, like, we have this bullshit thing in society where we are okay or we think that it's okay or not as bad, quote unquote, to watch violence and gore. And I say this as someone who loves horror films. That's mm-hmm. what I watch. It's clear that we have a podcast. But the line when the kids are like, oh, mom, there's no sex or nudity, nothing bad. <laughs> Go ahead and watch a horror <laughs> film. And I'm like, hey, there probably is sex and nudity. But <laughs> yes. I was like, can we, as a society, y'all, can we please, please get our priorities straight here? Sex and nudity, when it's consensual, preface that, because sometimes you got to preface that for some reason, which is weird. But like, consensual sex with adults is not a fucking problem. Like, it's not bad. Like, granted, yeah, you don't want your eight-year-old watching it, but, like, and I, but you know what? Maybe you do want your eight-year-old watching it because it ain't that big a fucking deal. I mean, it is a big deal because it feels good. But, like, it, it's not like, I would rather my eight-year-old watch a love scene between two consenting adults than watch uh, the news half the time let's be real they watch these these cop videos where they're beating up and killing black people like yeah 100 percent. sign me up i think i think both should be talked to talked about with children i think part of where a lot of the like shoddy parenting comes from is being like my child's a child i can understand this and Mm -hmm. so your Mm -hmm. child is out here picking up your racist patterns because you were talking about racism um or they're out here like grabbing bitches and kissing them on the playground without consent and i think that as a parent if you're going to actually have a fucking kid you need to talk to them you need to be real you need to be uncomfortable and you need to just like be earnest and honest and people don't want to do that and that's why the kids are out here running amok and like learning how to do things they shouldn't be doing at early ages like how many kids are getting busted in like junior high bathrooms giving head as we speak how many are bringing knives to school as we speak and to give his mother credit, like, she was like, you're not watching a horror movie. No. Um, you're not watching a horror movie. It sounds violent. Set your ass home. Um, <laughs> I still went anyway. But, you know, that's good. But can we talk about how they're watching this Friday 13th knockoff? And it sent me. Right. 100%. Me? That was me as a kid. I can't say. I like, 
I don't. I feel like I'm. I. I like. Uh, I'm judging these kids. This was me as a kid, so I'm not judging the kids. I'm judging the parenting. <laughs> no, and she told them not to go, but they did it anyways, little shits. But like the movie they were watching was so Friday Thirteenth coded, um, yes. and it was so funny because it it had the beats. It had the beats. It was being funny, but it was not wrong. Um. <laughs> Yes, 100%. And the couple in the back of the theater that kept being, the guy, it was the guy, I said the couple, the man, that what? was like, and she's going to go and look at the body on that woman. No, that was the kids that said that. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the movie within the movie is, wait a minute, hockey season's over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great. <laughs> I would watch that movie. So, I would watch that movie and it would be better than right? a lot of the Friday I feel like it is the original stab. I think so. Give me the movies within the movies. Where <laughs> where are these at? I will buy these. Uh, I will rent these. Yes. I will start a fifth podcast. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. I also, speaking of weird things about this town that I just don't understand, this sewer system <laughs> is like, he drove... His motorcycle in the fucking sewer. Is that possible? I'm I'm not an expert on sewage. I don't know. Maybe it is. But like it felt very large for a suburban town ish. This felt very small town America, which is why the tropes of everybody being the way they are fit. Cause of course they're like, oh, the government said do it, I'ma do it. Oh, no, it's no sex or nudity, mom, so it's fine. And mom's like, but other things too. Don't watch that shit. And like even the little the teenager sneaking in his little brother and his little brother's friend. Like that doesn't happen in cities. What? Right. But then they got a sewer system that's like for for New York. I felt like I was watching Scream Six. I was like, <laughs> well, here we are already. If you predict a sewer scene in Scream Six and it happens, I I hope if I do, I, I don't know when you're seeing it, but I'm gonna be like, as soon as we do our episode, I'm like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I I'm so excited for Scream Six. Um, girl, I'm so excited. Girl, ah! St. Paul trying to throw snow at us. Like we are about to have a legitimate another snowstorm. And I'm like, this bitch will find an Uber who will be willing to drive in it and just like max out that credit card and have to like borrow money next month because I'm not gonna let the internet ruin Scream for me. They've been trying since before it even filmed. Right. I have to see it this weekend. Mm, but yeah, so this sewer system was from Scream Six, not from the block. Liz, and it was so clean down there. I've lived in apartments that were dirtier. Right. Oh, and when the blob was coming up trying to get the the uh, the girl Pam, what's her name? Is that Pam? Meg. Mm-hmm. Meg. Trying to get Meg look like a big old anus in the in the sewer. <laughs> I just love that Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon are leads. Meg and Brian are definitely those two. I this whole cast is like a who's who of people you've seen before. Like, right. we have Jeffrey DeMunn, we have Paul McGrain, who I mostly know from ER. Um, we played the doctor that ended up losing an arm. But yes. here he is as a deputy. Also, one of my notes is, why are the cops only priority? It is the tournament, <laughs> the bad boy with the mullet. It was in high school. The cops all have beef with Brian. That's what they get when up he right. licked his mouth, I was like, is this gay? I saw this last night, but I mean, I was I, watching the blog. Listen, I mean, <laughs> mm. um, but they have beef with him the whole movie. Like, shit's popping out. It's like, you did this. I'm like, how did you I, melt somebody? <laughs> right? Mm. Right? I feel like Paul McCrane's 
whole, like his <laughs> managers were mm-hmm. like, do you have a role for an asshole? Listen. Paul, get down here. He's like, I've been studying on my way. I <laughs> got a role for you. <laughs> the sheriff and the deputy are all up in this boy's shit. And I'm like, y'all got bigger problems. Because we start the movie and they're like, happy birthday, you're 18. No more juvie for you. If you fuck up, you don't fuck up. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, and even, um, what's the dad? What's the dad's name? Uh, fuck, Meg's dad. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, the, the pharmacist. pharmacist. The Art Lefleur. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it, even when he was, he was like, he did it. I want him to fry. And I was like, this 18 year old who you don't know did it. And you're fucking, you are the problem, sir. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening, yo? Because again, I I get not liking people. I am a Gemini. I also get hating your job. I've had some jobs I had to quit, as we all know. But to be like, this little bitch is my reason to wake up so I can hate him. And he, but again, the bad boy isn't doing anything other than being bad boy coded. Because he's got the dark hair and the mullet and the leather jacket and the bike. And driving off cliffs, which right? only hurts him. Listen, <laughs> his kneecaps are going to be fucked up. But, like, in the movie, he doesn't ever do anything wrong. That's why I don't know why they hate him other than he's coded to be the bad boy. Because he's the he's one that saves the old man, or tries to save the old man in the woods. Because he's not in the woods right. fucking around by himself, unlike some of these other, like, little creeps. Um, he's out here by himself in the woods. Not I'm not asking no questions. Um, and he sees a man in need, and he's like, let me get you to the hospital. And he's like, I gotta leave for the cop show because they hate my ass. But, like, I hope the best for him. And, like, when she comes to him at the diner, he's like, I guess I have to help you. I've not seen him do, any, do anything illegal. He's not even, like, smoked a little bit of weed. Like, no. I, I was waiting to see him to do something bad. I was like, he's got guns or something, right? And it's like, nah, he just got a mullet and dark hair. And I'm like, do they hate him because he has hair and they're bald? And he's the smart one when she's like, I have to go back for my family. <laughs> and he's like, bitch, I'm getting out of this fucking thing. Like, fucking pick this lock. You come with me? No. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Um, your family in the blob. Bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. And he's the one that undercover uh, figures out that it's the government that's doing it because he was like, he spied on him. Listen, he's the hero of this movie, not her. Right? I, I'm used to our bad boys being bad because in the 90s when we had a bad boy, he was fucking bad. Josh Hartnett in the faculty? Regular saving the universe? Yeah. Um, he was a bad boy talking shit to the teachers, um, walking around with pins full of drugs, selling shit in the bathrooms, hitting on Famke Jensen. Listen, listen, that's a bad boy. He was like, I'm so bad, I got time to like comb my hair. That shit was just out here waving at us in the front and the back, and we let it happen because he's Josh Hartnett. <laughs> I love that he had the same hair for two for H2O and the faculty. Like, it's just the same, he's just Josh Hartnett. Let's just. Here I am, McCallick. I keep wanting to look up the hair person to see if it's the same one. And they're just like, fuck it. Because, like, <laughs> I can't get it to do anything. Listen, they're like, he's getting the Courtney Cox bangs from Scream 3. He can pull oh, it no. off. Crispy, <laughs> small. <laughs> so, speaking of Calic, I'm going to tell it to everyone. I have this really funny story. So, I don't know if you can tell straight, but I dyed my hair. You under the light, so I can't see yeah, nothing. You got a halo. I'll send you a pic later. Okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I come into work on Monday. I did it Sunday. I came into work on Monday, and I always I come in. My time to get in to work is eight o'clock, and some people, some of the clients get there like before then. So this woman watches my class named Maddie, and I walk in, and Maddie goes, 
oh, wow. And one of the clients goes, wow, Trent has a cowlick. (laughs) 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 As if that was the difference. Because, you know, I've got the curls, so it's like sometimes it does the same thing. But it's like, (laughs) (laughs) wow, Trent has a cowlick. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying my best to be Josh Hartnett, y'all. Listen, what uh, can so, a man do? Somebody gotta be. Somebody gotta be. Because when one king falls, <laughs> and one supreme fades, the next one. It's like Slayers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, my biggest question about this movie, Sheree, maybe you can help it out. But, like, out of all the bullshit that made no sense, like we've been said, it's a B movie. None of these character actions make any goddamn sense. But why in the fuck did they all, like, we're like, oh, the big blob is here. Let's all run into the same building. <laughs> Let's all barricade ourselves with our, with our, with our, like, two or three um, fire extinguishers <laughs> in the same damn fucking building. What? <laughs> I, I, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, another good question is, how were they going to defeat this if it hadn't randomly snowed? <laughs> is that what ha- I, the end was just like, oh, okay, we're done. Like, we're done now. He's called, it got turned to crystals. Listen, okay, bye. Because people, nobody had on coats, so I didn't think it was winter. And then like, at the end, it starts to snow. And so the blob was like, oh, no, I don't do the fucking cold, as y'all saw in that freezer earlier today. And it just like shatters. And then like the, the mechanic one of the few black people um runs out with his second line i'm sorry his third line of the movie to be like i told you it would snow and i was like what this this was the only out to wait until it snows here and it happened to be today because a miracle needed to happen i feel like on set they were like how the fuck do we end this we wrote a script a rough one but we wrote it we didn't write it in let's just have it snow Listen, I'm gonna start doing that when I get stuck in my scripts. Just snow, <laughs> snow. I and again, it's just it's madness because B movies are just madness. They're chaos, and, and, and there's no rhyme or reason, which is why I love them. And I want to see the original to see if that's how it ends in the original too. It's just like snow, snow. <laughs> Everyone's in shorts, but it's snowing. Right? Expected it. I was like, it was not winter until two seconds ago. Y'all was out here in tank tops, y'all was barbecuing, you was getting your best lives. They're playing like football and watching motorcycles go off cliffs. Listen, nobody was talking about, oh, I should get a coat to turn on the heat. Um, But all of a sudden it just started. (laughs) For whomst? But why? I know I'm no meteorologist, but like. (laughs) Maybe it's. Uh, that day after tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, Jake will have to ride out in an icicle and be like, time travel exists now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. D- d- the movie The movie was not... <laughs> the movie it was, was a fun ride. So fun. She's so fun. She's so nice. Just gotta buckle up and go for a ride. <laughs> A thing in that motorcycle through the sewer. Listen, the only way to ride a motorcycle is in the sewer, apparently. <laughs> My favorite was when uh, he's like, 
riding his motorcycle through the sewer and suddenly hits a pipe and he like falls off of it. And then he tries to stay with the motorcycle. Just like, bitch, we gotta go. It's go. We got to move. People were going back for the wrong shit. They were going back for the wrong shit the whole movie. I was like, you got to leave some people in some places. Back when that little boy fell in the water, I was like, he gone, girl. Listen. He, he gone. He better swim. <laughs> and by him, I mean his disintegrated self. Listen, I would not. I would not. I would never. I. That anus almost got her in that sewer. I. The sewer that anus. rosebud. The sewer anus um, was upon us and among us. <laughs> but it did not eat the last of us. <laughs> nope. They survived. It crystallized. Well, it might still, because that preacher, you know, them damn religious people got to be like, it was prophesied. And then took a damn piece of it and was like, this is God. <laughs> if God's in true that bubble gum, um... <laughs> That would actually be accurate. God is actually a piece of shooting up. I have questions. I just got so many questions. But again, it's a B movie. And so it's just like over the top. B movies are like drag race challenges. You yes. just have to. You just got to let it happen. Next, season 16. The, the, how would we say it? The blob, the rublob. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the rublob. Musical. <laughs> The root tack of the killer tomatoes. <laughs> no, the attack of the roomatoes. The return of the blob. Listen, listen. The invasion of the root snatchers. <laughs> yes. Attack of the 50 root. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so, I'm writing to the show. They won't listen to it, it, but I'm going to. Like you can get it in line for like two years from now because I was recording next year's stuff. Because um, it's this is how they do now. This is how they do. Just like there's a drag race happening. There's like monkey barring. Like some of those friends we have that can't be single. They just go from relationship to relationship. That's what Rue was doing from, from show to show. And I'm just like, have you tried having peace for a day to see what that feels like? No. <laughs> I mean, listen, strike while the iron's hot. I guess make your money. I guess it's been hot for almost two decades. Oh. <laughs> I want to catch up. I want to catch up. If I can just take two months off, so I can catch There's up with these other ones. <laughs> two months? It's been like two years. Listen, listen. I just need two months to catch up because I'm stressed and I'm like, I'm going to start getting spoiled from these other, fe- um, wow, these other franchises because like they be having bitches jump in. I'm like, but I didn't finish that one yet because you didn't let me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Silky's now doing them all. And I'm like, girl, I can't keep up. Listen, listen, I've not finished any of the, I, I don't think I've watched any of the last one or two Canada situations. I think yeah. one was like their like version of Against the World. Um, I didn't get to see the last season's UK. I've given up on Chile. I, I kept trying to, but other ones kept happening. I'd be like, I'll be back for you, girl. I never finished Down Under. Like, there are too many drag races. And I know how that sounds. That's somebody who watches it all the fucking time. I just need them <laughs> to give me two months. Just like, if they would just be like, pause. No drag race content for two months. Let this bitch catch up. I would right. be less stressed because I'm forever uh, yeah. behind now. I've just decided that I'm just not watching the international stuff. I might get to it at some point in my life, but I I can't I can't do it. I really like the UK's first two seasons. Um, I disagreed very loudly with season two's winner, but it was Rue's favorite, so of course she was gonna win, even though for whomst. 
And I I feel like Canada also did that to me, but I don't remember anymore because I think I saw the first two seasons of Canada, but I'm not... I, again, it's all bleeding together because, like, in the pandemic, when it was, like, hardcore pandemic where we could all, like, go outside a little bit, like, it was like, mm. I can just watch these all day because I'm working a job I hate and I ain't going to do it today. Um, but right. now, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this, I gotta edit that, I gotta write an article here. And so, I, how am I supposed to watch 18 franchises of Drag Race <laughs> every week? <laughs> Truly. I don't know. I'm happy all the girls are eating, but I just need to catch up. I just want somebody to let me catch up. Just a little I'm bit. I'm happy it's out there. That's all I can say. I can't do it. Right. I do America and I do All-Stars, and that's, that's my limit. <laughs> And the sad part is, some of the other countries do have girls that be serving because there are some that I really love in UK, some I really love yeah. in Canada. I've and seen some of like people who popped up in like social media and stuff. Yeah, but I just ain't got the time. I wish, I wish. Like um, one of our patrons, Chels, has a Drag Race podcast. Um, well, I mean, technically it's a community rewatch podcast, <laughs> but Chels has been like, you know what we're gonna do, Drag Race, and like. <laughs> I, I'm always amazed because her Paige and Jesse are able to watch like all the Roscoe stuff, they're able to watch all the like pit stops and all the interviews. And I'm just like, I wish. And they're working jobs and they're doing other stuff too. Um, and I'm just like, I I wish, I wish. Cause I wanna be in the loop because they be having receipts. Listen, I'm like, I knew I hated her. Thank you. They work hard for the non-money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what podcasts are, y'all. Not making money. <laughs> right. Man, hopefully they are, man. I don't know. I said that. I hope they are, but I doubt they are. None of us are. None of us None are. Of us are. No. Like, we're recording this the week after we finally hit 30 Patreon subscribers, um, which was the same weekend that A Spooky's Tales, I'm probably saying that so wrong. That came out so fucking Midwestern. Um, <laughs> somewhere Christina's like, I hate you. Oh. <laughs> I thought came out so fucking Midwestern. But like a spooky <laughs> also hit 30 um Patreon subscribers. And so I was like, yay, we all doing it. We all doing it. Doing it. <laughs> Sisters doing it for themselves. I don't know what that was. I don't know that was. No, but like, um, I know I said it like a Midwestern mom, but if y'all have not listened to a Spooky Tales, you should do it. It's it's a very creepy podcast, and it's different than a lot of what the rest of us are doing. Fierce, fierce, fierce. All right. I did not know that this was a Tony Gardner makeup effects movie. For those of y'all who don't know, Tony Gardner does the effects for Chucky, starting with, I believe, Seed of Chucky. Mm. Um, when he took over, they had to rebuild because the people who own the rights to the other movies were being bitches and not didn't want to give them like the prototypes and stuff. So like him and his team had to like sit down and watch the movies and sketch it out. I think about how they're going to build this doll. And that's why it's a little bit different. Um, mm. and he's been with them ever since. And I know the name because we've all seen his name, but we've not been like committed to memory because we're lazy assholes because I watched the documentary living with Chucky, his daughter made. And so I got to see them talk to each other and I got to see like a little bit of his career. His resume, y'all, if you've not looked up Tony Gardner makeup effects, do that. Um, Cause there's many Tony Gardners, it's a generic name, but he, he's been everywhere we've been. 
He's done music videos. He's done TV shows. He's done horror. And while Chucky's his main like thing, he, he's known for right now. Bops, all bops. Peace. Yeah. Which makes my hot take make much more sense. <laughs> while I, while we're talking about Tony Gardner and Chucky, though, I do have yes. to like say this because like I I feel special. My review was one of the ones they liked, and so my name is on the box. If you buy the Living with Chucky documentary. You'll see Shrey Bohan and Central four stars on the cover. Boop, boop, boop. Love yes. it. Yes. So now I feel like I have to get a Blu-ray because I they spell my name right. It's just the right thing to do. <laughs> it's, there you go. it's kindness. <laughs> Remember us little people, Shrey. Listen, I'm part of the Chucky family. I told myself that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Are we ready for hot takes? All right. Throw it to the hot takes then. Let's go. Sheree, what is your hot take? Spicy uh, take. <laughs> I kind of miss sloppy, chaotic movies made for fun's sake. I'm really tired of trauma-filled, long-ass movies. I'm so fucking tired. I, compl- I completely agree. I want more... Si- like, I want more Megans. I want... There's a mm-hmm. little bit of trauma in Megan, but, like, I want more Cocaine Bear. I want more... Like that's why I think that's why I think that's why I love Cocaine Bear so much, just because I didn't have to like, I could turn my brain off and just watch silly shit. <laughs> yes, part of the reason I love Talk to Me is that it's it's fun and it's cool and it's fast and like the trauma's in the back burner. It's not a front burner thing. Like mm-hmm. we know our protagonist's trauma. And we mentioned it a couple times, but it's not like that Black Christmas remake where every five minutes they're coming at her with her trauma. And I'm like, this is how people talk to each other. This is this is not real. It's like, it's there in the character's history. It's a footnote. It's not what we're going to do. We didn't need to see it happen. We need to see it unfold. We'll have to have people crying about it. We're, we moved on. Um, it influences nothing. If you like her or you don't like her, but don't be like, well, because this thing happened to her in the past. And I want more movies like that. I want more movies like this, even though, again, this is not a great movie. But it's fun. And I think that in this point of the pandemic, and this point of the decade, in this point of this recession, <laughs> we want to have fun. We don't want to sit in a theater and feel worse than we already feel. <laughs> Agreed 100%. Yeah, no, I just, I feel like, again, we get so, st- I feel like so many, well, I don't say that. I think most filmmakers also want to have fun. I think it's production companies that won't green light horror that's fun that's just it i i think that i think what happens is that we have a lot of people who they don't really want to make a horror movie they want to make something else which is how we got into that elevated horror situation and so they want it to be like a psychological thriller and i'm like well that that's just horror to say it's horror and like no and they take away all the fun of it and it's like but now people are crying each other in the streets i'm like I don't want to see this. <laughs> Why can't they just stab each other so we can go home? Like I, <laughs> and so I think that wanting to dodge that label is what has led us down this path of people who just won't have fun anymore. Cause they're just like, yeah. I'm not that I'm an artist. And like, it's all art. Even if it's bad, it's art. It, it takes a lot of money to look so cheap. I think Dolly Parton said that. Yeah. That's good old Dolly right there. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just embracing the fact that we can have fun. We don't have to be like, but I need to make this big commentary on this trauma or I need to be a commentary on this thing. 
Sometimes it can literally just be fucking fun because some people get lost in the sauce. They don't have an actual argument. And so like, we're trying to make a comment on something, but they don't know what they're saying and they don't know how to say it. And so it's just awkward. And you're like, oh, and it feels mm-hmm. gross anyways. Yeah. And it's, and not everything has to be Academy Award winning. Like not everything has to be critically acclaimed and not everything has some, sometimes you just give a bear some cocaine and <laughs> listen, listen, cause like the movies that people, the movies that non-horror fans want to succeed are movies like Tar which I haven't seen. She's too long. And I'm sure that if I were to watch her, it would be like not really horror horror so much as whispers of horror. That's another whole thing. We keep getting movies where people who are advertising are like, it's a psychological thriller. So the horror friends show up and then there's nothing thrilling about it. It's not even a mystery. (laughs) I'm like, you, you killed one person and it was about like a CSI adventure on how that person died. And I just, why am I here? Just say it's a procedural and let me stay home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. No. I, I love that there's films like this out there. And this was definitely a good time, even if not like, of course, there's like plot holes and things mm. that we, we pointed out, many of which in this episode. But like, it's still a good time. Mm hmm. And yeah, like my hot take, and I'm glad you brought up Tony Gardner, because my hot take is special effects, makeup and all that is are the winner of this film, like mm-hmm. hands down. That That is what makes this movie. And especially for the 80s, it looks damn good. Even the blah, even the chewed up bubble gum, they got marched around this, this <laughs> these streets and sewage, sewer, the, the rosebud, the sewer, Listen. you know, like... No, look. The the special effects and the makeup effects understood the world. Because the thing is, they they were just slocky enough to fit for this aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. But they were just well done enough to also be like, you want to see more from these people. Because um, sometimes what happens is you have a movie where nobody talks to each other. And so you mm-hmm. show up and you're like, you can tell this person never talked to the director. Or you know, this person never talked to the like scenic designer or the lighting person. And so she's just not matching. And it's a, a whole issue. And I think that everybody understood the assignment, which is why this is fun and nothing ever pulled me out of it. The plot's the plot. But like, <laughs> as far as design elements and direction, they were like, we've seen this movie, let's go. It was not right. like, I need to make people know that this is different. And this is, I'm, I'm a higher artist than anybody else. It's just like, no, teamwork again it goes back to the core of horror movies that we were raised on being we're gonna have fun we're gonna have some mayhem it's gonna be some carnage eat some popcorn enjoy your fucking time and the special effects is where a lot of the camp came from which i like when the when the guy got sucked down the the train (laughs) (laughs) it might be my favorite death in this whole thing but i want to say the best effect that was like the grossest in the movie theater when she goes to like nudge over that lady's body or whatever and like half of her face like her whole body is melted disgusting i loved it it looks so good i loved it i i just i'm here for this kind of movie and again i if people want to be like but it's bad i can't say no 
But like, it's just, it's fun. And it's nice to be able to just sit back and be like, I, I'm losing no brain cells. I, <laughs> I can eat my Doritos and not worry about missing something important that's going to matter. Um, we know where this is going, but we're going to have fun getting there. Because so often we know how a movie's going to end and we don't have fun getting there. So it, I get nothing from it. And so that's when I'm bitter. I'm just like, mm-hmm. so you gave me a predictable fucking movie. Um, <laughs> but we had no fun. We had no bits. Because right. like, up top, you have your stock characters. You know how they're going to end. Who's going to end up with who? You, it's called the blob. You know that's going to be a thing. When people show up, you're like, can't trust you. You're this government. And so it's about the getting there. It's about the journey. It's about the friends you make along the way. And it gets it. It gets it. Mm-hmm. And the deaths. I think the deaths are really fun. And the trunk bar, you know? Sam. I might try to do that in my car. Think I can pull it off? I mean, I And I won't date rape anyone. Listen, listen. I would visit if you had a trunk bar. <laughs> we could go on a road trip. Listen, just pull over for nips. <laughs> Take turns driving, so I I'll be drive. wasted while you drive. Yeah, yeah. You get wasted. You don't have a license. Or I do you? <laughs> we'll get you one. We'll get you one. Or no, better yet, we'll hire a driver so we'll both get wasted and they'll drive. That's the live Fear Street episode that people want. <laughs> It'll be like a movie. It'll be like one of those, you know, movies that I'm sure you hate. The sentimental like road road trip movie. Yes. We we ain't Except doing a, drunk the whole time. We're not doing that Britney Spears road trip movie. I know where you're going with that. I'm not a girl. No, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> what we can do is a like little bitty limited series unless she's getting drunk in the back of a car talking shit while somebody drives us around. That's fun. <laughs> That's a moment. <laughs> Go back to Warrensburg, just be like, here we are. <laughs> Drive down both streets and then leave. <laughs> this, is, this is where we got drunk. This is where Sheree fell out of a car. <laughs> These are the sights. Listen, all three blocks of this town, done. Next episode. <laughs> oh, too good, y'all. Too good. Good times. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on The Blob. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we're going to be covering <laughs> The Fly. Not The Blob, but The Fly. Next the next week, we're going to be call, doing The Dog. I'm just kidding. I love that we ended up putting like two sci-fi horror movies back to back. And I love that how we went from The Blob to Grandpa Gooey. Um, as I call Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> He's got names. I'll bring him up on that episode, but he's been dubbed a couple things because he keeps it gooey and creepy, and we love to see it. True. We also love the 80s. That's, that is my line. I got sidetracked because <laughs> I just be talking sometimes, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Um, the bourbon hit, and I'm like, and my first Cronenberg was <laughs> when I was a young girl. We used to call him Grandpa Uzi. <laughs> Dr. Ooze from the Mighty oh, Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh, he would love that. If I love that, I he mean was that. Cronenberg. This is wrong. He was. No, um, Dr. C out here making it ooze. What? <laughs> I love it. Ivan Ooze. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Back to the 90s. Sorry. You mean the 80s? Right. <laughs> Back to the 80s from the 90s. Anyway, time. What is time? COVID. Listen. Hey. Anyways, y'all, we're wild. 
Um, thank you all again for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.